there could be ever a better description of what you can expect from this podcast <laughs> is how quickly, how seamlessly we went from 9-11 to the touch, the feel of cotton, <laughs> the, cotton the fabric of our lives. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Under. No. Oh, we don't do it yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was going to say something. Oh, right, right, right. Welcome to another episode of Over Our Roof. What? Why? Get it? It's going... Oh, (laughs) okay. Well, describe the gesture that you're doing. Okay, so I'm doing a gesture of like wiggling my hands and lifting them up. And the reason why you're doing that is because we're doing a high episode. Our very first, I think, openly high episode. I think we've drank a can on the air before. Yeah, probably. But probably this time mentioned we, it before as well. We already had them. This time we drank for the episode. Well, honestly, no, we have other plans. But we were like, if we're gonna get some cans, which if you don't know, and this is not an ad, but God, it's a dream. (laughs) Boy, is it a wish. It's not an ad. It's an aspiration. So cans, when we say that, are cannabis-infused social tonics. I'm currently drinking the grapefruit rosemary flavor, which has two milligrams of THC and four milligrams of CBD. Which is not a lot. So I'll just read you the back of the can as well, dear listener at home, even though I'm not fucking being paid to. Okay. You're right. We don't have to. I don't need to. I don't even know why. I like don't even feel that way. I just wanted to be like a bit like spicy. Okay. But I don't really, to be honest, I feel like I made a bad impression to can just now. I'd like to take it back. (laughs) If I could (laughs) read I swore right away I got mad at them. In case Mr. Can is listening. In case Mr. Can, if you're listening, I'm going to read nicely the back of your of your product to our listeners. Blase about being basic. Don't call me basic or do. It doesn't matter, TBH. What? What? I'm so confused. You, this is what the back of the can says. You may have met me before, but never seen me like this. With a natural herbal smoothness, I'm hard to miss. And you wouldn't want to miss me. That doesn't tell you anything okay, about the back their, of the can. Their marketing I'm sorry. Is, I thought that would say a lot more. No, their marketing is kind of cheeky and fun like that. Basically, they're like pretty light, like the equivalent of like a small glass of wine or like a light beer. Little cans, although maybe a little stronger. Than a little that. stronger than that. Okay, fine. A little stronger than that. And our tolerance has gone way down and we've had kind of a doozy of a week. So we were like, why not Friday night? We get a little silly, get some THC from our local dispensary. Do the podcast in a funny, in a funny haha way, which will explain the rules of this episode in a little bit. And then we watch a rom-com with no basis in reality, which of course has to be Just My Luck starring Lindsay Lohan. From 2000, early 2000s. Early 2000s. Also, shout out to Lindsay Lohan for getting that Netflix picture deal. She has like a three picture deal with Netflix and they just released the trailer for her Christmas movie. And you know what? Because I fe- I'm feeling generous. I would like to play that trailer for our listener. Again, this couldn't be less sponsored, but I want you to see it because I root for Lindsay. I root for a comeback. This is the trailer uh, for her new movie, Falling for Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. Christmas has come early this year and I come bearing gifts. Please enjoy the trailer for my new movie, Falling for Christmas, coming to Netflix this November. When people look at me, all they see is the spoiled daughter of the hotel magnet. I'm coming in, coming in hot. I just want people to remember me for more than my last name. My lady, 
exactly are we going? Sierra Belmont, <gasps> the last year with you has been truly magical. <gasps> Will you marry me? Oh, Tad! Oh. Tad! Ah! Ah! I've got you! Ah! Is it a dead body? Sheriff, could you please tell her to let me out of here? First, we need to figure out who you are. What do you mean, who I am? My name is... My name is... So what are we supposed to do with her? I have a place. Does it have room service? Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Where am I? Alrighty, you went through the lost and found. Are these used? Probably, but you know, sometimes guests leave things here by accident, so... Not sure this was left here by accident. <laughs> the doctor did say that if I did normal things, my memory might come back. Doctor's orders. Huh? Have you ever actually made a bed, dear? I don't think so. It's been almost two days. What, no one's found me yet? Like, unclaimed luggage. They're probably out looking for you right now. Find my daughter. You like her, don't you? Well, yeah, but... I think you should tell her. Wow. Look. Beautiful. Sometimes, you can't rush things. <laughs> I just need to find my own way. Sierra! Okay, so ladies, since that has nothing to do with what we're talking about on this, on this episode, <laughs> people that are listening, I, I bet you someone's driving to work being like, we're off the rails. We are not. We didn't start especially on the rails. Because oh, the, who are we? We didn't even introduce ourselves. I'm Lizzie. I'm Grace. I'm not even going to play with you. Well, or especially, similar, especially on you because our podcast comes out on Monday mornings. So I feel like if you're a Monday morning listener and we're doing recording this on Friday night, the vibe is maybe not matching. But we want to bring you with us. We want to yeah. bring the sort of chill, little giggly type of vibe that we are experiencing under our roof to your car or on your walk, on your errand, Whatever in your it may be. AirPod, in, in your... your headphone okay so this is what we're doing this is the idea that grace had for our cannabis infused episode yeah. which is we're going to talk about harmless silly fun conspiracy theories yes there is not going to be any QAnon here there's not going to be any satanic ritual wayfarer conspiracy child trafficking no 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 that's not the vibe that's not what we're interested in we're interested in the conspiracy that Chuck E. cheese recycles uneaten pizza slices to make franken pizzas or that everyone who's actually in my life secretly hates me wait that's one of yours no but okay. it is a conspiracy theory that i like to debunk yeah but that one's not as fun yeah. These are supposed to At be At least fun. not for other people. <laughs> it keeps me anyway, on my toes. We each collected from the internet approximately three to four yes. theories that we want to briefly talk about. One of mine has the potential to get heavier if you want to dig really deep into it. But we don't want to. But we don't want to. We so don't want to. I'm going to be keeping it pretty surface level. 
Two of mine I had heard of before I researched for this episode, and the other two are new to me. I'll start out with the Chuck E. Cheese one, because I already mentioned it. Yeah, and, and some of y'all might be familiar. This is circulated yeah, on the internet before. I feel like this has been... I, I don't know when or where I first heard of this, but I've definitely heard of this one. Um, so Chuck E. Cheese, apparently this started like 10 years or more ago. Is secretly a gay bar, and it funds <laughs> former Nickelodeon stars okay. <laughs> to take their dates. That's a deep cut. I'm gonna come back like a boomerang. So Chuck E. Cheese, I guess, has pizza. They have food. I've been, I haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese. Wait no. a second. <laughs> you guess Chuck E. Cheese has pizza? It's in the name. Chuck E. Cheese. Cheese isn't pizza what are you talking <laughs> what are you talking about chucky e. what else do you think it would be like a charcuterie board or like for children no when you hear cheese and kids what do you think of but chuck, pizza mm, chucky e. no chucky e. cheese is the mouse's name and it's cheese because he's a mouse <laughs> not do you do mice like pizza <laughs> probably yes. probably look at the pizza rat from new york there was that rat that was like just risking life and limb in the subway carrying a slice of pizza back to his hidey hole okay that's a rat though i think charles entertainment cheese which is by the way his full name is a rat i don't think he's a mouse no he's definitely a mouse look at oh his my photo gosh. look scroll down that is a rat. Is Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> I'm typing this in. A rat? Oh my gosh. Uh, it's a rat! I knew oh, it! No, 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 listen. Wait, this is really interesting, actually. Okay. From 1977 to 1992, he was an anthropomorphic rat, changing to a mouse in 1993. He changed species? Yeah. Oh my gosh, and you can see it in his face too. Did we unlock a new conspiracy theory? This his is facial crazy. characteristics change, which what? <laughs> okay. I'm on Google and you know how on Google it'll be like people also ask. Let me just read. I typed into Google is Chucky e. Cheese. I a want rat? him to do one of those variety videos where it's like people want to know about yes. like Timothy Chalamet, but it's Charles Entertainment Cheese. Yes. Okay, so People also ask about Charles Entertainment Cheese. What is the true story behind Chuck E. Cheese? Next, is is Chuck is Chuck E. Cheese an orphan? Literally, like, where are his parents? Next, what would Chuck E. Cheese be considered? Again, a gay bar. What? No, I think that's a oh, person you... can't be a gay bar. Right. Next, does Chuck E. Cheese have a girlfriend? I think he does. Who is it? Well, he has those friends of his, like the other mascots that he performs with. Which one is his girlfriend? Probably like one of the other rats or something. No, he's a mouse now. <laughs> well, don't like who are, look at the other mascots in Chuck E. Cheese. Like there are a bunch of them. Chuck E. Cheese mascots. Other creatures. Don't look, don't say creatures. <laughs> They're not mascots. <laughs> They're, he's the only mascot. A mascot is but one. But he has like sidekick mascots. Chuck E. Cheese characters. Okay, we're on Wikipedia no, now. No, this is character, just him. Oh, other yeah just go to go to images yeah oh, oh okay. my there's, god that is scary. terrifying there's like an elephant we will hippo. add this in the show notes oh my god These wait ex wait go back it's extinct Chuck E. cheese animatronic Whoa. characters they kill them off well i think they're just no longer being used well that means they're i mean they're dead like in the world of Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Like, how I do you explain? At some point in time, a mascot had to explain their absence once they killed them off. 
Can I do the conspiracy theory, though? The yeah, actual but conspiracy I theory. I guess just to answer the question, Chuck E. Cheese does, I think, have a girlfriend, and it's the duck. He There was like a duck okay, that was there. Maybe. So the conspiracy is when you order a pizza at Chuck E. Cheese, apparently it's somewhat common for the slices to not really line up. Like the slices will be slightly different lengths or the pepperoni will be like cut in half on the slice, but then the other half isn't on the slice that's beside it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so there's been some people from a long time ago that first raised the idea, is it possible that to save money, they're taking slices from other plates, like other diners, yeah. when they are done with their meal and they take the empty plate back to the kitchen. If there's an extra slice, they put all the unused slices and then heat them up to make it like a fresh pizza <laughs> to save money. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's pretty gross because I disagree with how gross we Grace think it doesn't is. think it's that gross. I think I it's don't think it's super that gross. gross. Because here's the thing when you pull apart a pizza, when you're getting your slice, you touch the one beside it usually. Yeah, but people wash their hands no, before dinner. Not you you think people at Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> are definitely washing their hands? No. Get especially kids. Like parents always what? make sure that kids wash their hands yeah, before and then dinner. They immediately people- put their hands in their pants right after going to wash them. No, they don't. Yes, they do. I just I don't think it's as gross. I agree that it's, it's not ideal. Pretty gross because you just don't know like what's actually been happening with this. Well, then I think they need to, you know, they could do a quiz or something if that's what their practice is. Okay, so they basically, they could just make sure they quiz the parents. Like, yeah, you make sure that the kids wash their hands that would before supper, right? Absolutely not work. And here's the thing: I would do. There's it actually if I worked like there, other than the it. other than the pizzas looking weird. There's actually like nothing backing this. I oh. thought maybe there would have been an ex-employee who's like come forward and there's never been that as far as i can tell Mm -hmm. online actually employees have been like i mean there's a lot of gross stuff that like goes on in the back of the kitchen but one of those things is not reusing old slices like either maybe like an employee would just eat it if they're hungry but like it just gets thrown away like nobody basically the only evidence of this is what the pizzas look like and then they said it's because they're hand sliced. There's usually five more pizzas coming out behind the one that's being sliced. So if a kid is like new to the job, the slices end up being like really messy because you're like hand slicing them. That was kind of the explanation that's given. It's not that satisfying. No, but... it's not. So anyway, but it's also probably not that deep. I agree. I don't there's... think there's like a hole. There isn't like a rabbit hole to go down with this one. All literally all it is is that people think that pizzas look weird and like the slices don't really match up. Yeah, they look but... weird because they're probably not that good. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? Don't you want to do one? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, you go. We'll switch off. I just took some screenshots of some things that I was looking at. Okay. This is one that I remember hearing about when I moved to LA, so I wanted to just share it. Okay. Lord may seem wise beyond her years, but that doesn't mean the Kiwi chart topper is lying about her age, right? Lord shot into the spotlight after she dropped her hit single Royals in 2013. At the time, she was just 16, allegedly. It seemed impossible to Lord age truthers. And I encountered one such person early on in LA. I've encountered one. They insisted there was no way a teenager could create the Grammy-winning track and that her record label must have lied about her age to drum up publicity while launching her debut album. I don't think that you'd need to lie about her age. It was such a good album. Like, it would be good if... I think because I remember hearing that she was 19, but she was really 16. 
You mean she was saying she was 16? And eventually a media outlet published a copy of her birth certificate. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, the birth certificate thing is kind of hard to fake. She was born in 1996, so she was her real age. I So I heard that too, and it was like around the time we both moved to California. Mm -hmm. I guess that was when Lord was also really like, really like making it big, because we moved to California in 2013. Which is when Pure Heroin came out. Yeah, so that makes sense that like people kind of want to take somebody down a peg I mean, lying about your age is so common, or like, I think less so now because it's easier to prove things. But like, of course, back in the day, tons of actresses would lie about their age. It's like very, very, very common to be younger, that is. But I had heard about Lord, but she always seemed really young to me. Like, that's the thing. I, I wasn't like... And lying to be three years older? No. No, it didn't add up. But I remember it was my... Uh, an early encounter for me when you first like move to LA and you're kind of working in entertainment is anyone else who kind of works in entertainment and is trying to kind of get a foot in the door wants to have a story. Like that's, I didn't really know that then. So when someone told me, oh yeah, I heard from someone who's on Lord's management team that she's actually 19. I'd never heard any stories like that in North Mm -hmm. Carolina or in Kentucky or of course in Belgium. So the first time that you hear it, you're like, well, you must have some inside information. Like anyone could have and probably did do some degree of name dropping around me when I first moved to LA. And I was like, that's a fact. I know. And I remember repeating it to other people. I was like, well, a very reliable source told me that Lord's 19. I think maybe if anything, what happened was that Pure Heroin came out, but she had some, she had like the Love Club single. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe Royals was a single as well that came out before that to like drum up interest. And like, she probably had like an EP or like even something self-produced back in the day. Mm-hmm. And maybe like her very first thing song whatever that she put out she was 16 and the buzz was like wow she's only 16 and then like a couple years pass while she's getting label representation while she's like putting out pure heroin and pure heroin is the title of her album by the way if people don't know and it's spelled she's a she was a big heroin dealer no um just known for and it's (laughs) heroin dealing it's heroin spelled like female hero yeah not the drug and then by the time she's like 18 19 people are still kind of saying the same buzz like oh she's only 16 and so then people are because that was like the word on sure or something else like she could have someone could have misrepresented her age when she was so young to get her that studio time or something to make her seem like more mature like oh who you have some kid coming in here and be like oh no she's she's 17 or something like that and so you know i don't know like there are a a bunch of reasons why that could have started but i think probably people just wanted to take down a young starlet uh from the spotlight that she was in because we hate women but you know, okay. Now, I mean, not we don't we don't hate women, but no, like we, the media loves to just like would, take down a young successful woman. I agree with you. I'm gonna sound like somebody that's like being misogynistic, but hear me out. Oh no, I actually, Lizzie, I just said that we love women. I know, but the reason why I'm saying this isn't because I don't love women, and okay. I love this woman in particular. <laughs> sort of. of. No, I actually think that Margot Robbie has lied about her age. You think and Margot I've Robbie that, has lied about her Yes, age? and I've thought that for a while. I mean, other pe- I'm not the first to say it. Like, okay, so why did I just type her name? <laughs> like, that's going to bring what I want. Age, We're just truth. looking at a bunch of photos of Margot okay. Robbie. There's been a couple articles that are like, she isn't lying about her age, but then the proof that they give actually makes no sense. Okay. So supposedly she's less than a year older than I am. Would that surprise you? 
That seems extremely normal. See, I feel like she seems a bit older than I am. I don't think so. So think she seems around our age. So basically, the this wasn't one of mine, so I didn't research it. But like, most likely she was born in 1985. But then what? That's not that weird. That's only five years older than us. Most likely, but that's not what her age says. It says she was yeah, born in 1990. In 1990, people say, but like, there's been some articles for when she was first starting out that described her as older like australian publications and she's from australia again like she could have been lying that she was older at the time to get more credibility like i don't know i just think i don't i think that there i think that the like lying about your age thing i just feel like in the in the internet era even if she is if she is closer to our age or whatever you have enough savvy, like, that catches up to you. Yeah, and a lot of people, there's a lot of articles about Yeah, but the, the top article lady is, we can prove that Margot Robbie isn't lying yeah, about I've, her age. I've read that article. It doesn't prove it with a birth certificate or anything. It just proves, it tries to prove You want to see Margot Robbie's birth certificate? No, I just think it's possible that she's lying about her age because when I was, like, just out of college, she was playing roles of, like, a 30-year-old. Yeah, because I think that with makeup, she can look more mature, but I think she is her age. Mm, I think she's could possibly be like five years older than I am, not less than a year older. All right, well, give give me another conspiracy okay, this theory. This one is totally different. To be clear, I think you're wrong, but okay, well, that's fine. Yeah. So this one's totally different, but it's basically that the Denver airport is an Illuminati gateway a doomsday bunker, like this whole thing. I discovered this conspiracy theory years ago, and it's it's one, I would say, one of the biggest conspiracy theories in the United States. Once you start digging into it, there's so many articles and forums and YouTube videos. Like it's, it's about the Denver International yes, Airport. There's a few things that are really weird about it, I okay. will say, but I think mostly it's just like fun sort of i mean this one if you take it really deep it can get darker like people will say they're like you know illuminati stuff i don't even know what the illuminati supposedly really does but Same. Some... i just keep on thinking of eyes wide shut there was like the sex cult with tom cruise is that it no that's just like for the movie but it's just the idea of like secret world rulers kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah you can take the denver airport thing deep i'm gonna go kind of surface level which are to point out a few things one, I can't remember the exact stats, but the Denver airport took way longer and cost way more to build than almost any comparable airport. It's also, I think, the biggest airport in the United States by square footage, like not in terms of flight volume, but just by like how mm. physically big is it, which is kind of odd. Like Denver's obviously not one. It's not the biggest city by any means. It's a major city. I've never done a show there. Never had any reason to fly there is what I'm saying. Mm, well, when you do, you can think about this. There's a few other weird things. So this is on a travel and leisure article, by the way. So it's like somewhat reputable, I would say. It's okay. not like a fringe blog. One of the weird things about it is that there's this plaque outside for a dedication marker, mm -hmm. and it credits an organization called the New World Airport Commission for building the airport. This is still to this day. What? But there is no organization called that. Still to this day, though? It, it's out there? Yeah. It's like there's a dedication plaque that says like it was built by the New World Airport Commission. Okay. And then the other really weird thing as far as outside of the airport is there's this giant blue horse sculpture. That's when it was being moved. But let me mm -hmm. find a picture of it to show you. Horse sculpture, Denver. Yeah, it's sort of like sinister looking. It has these red eyes. 
What? Yeah. This is outside the Denver it's airport? It's like out front, yeah, when you're driving out. Why are the eyes red? I know. So apparently the artist said that they were made red to, like, symbolize, like, the spirit of the Southwest. Because it's Denver's, like, sort of in the Southwest, I that guess. That genuinely looks so scary. But it looks creepy. And people say that it's the four horsemen of the apocalypse. One of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I was going to say there's only one horse, but... It's one of them. If someone were to tell me that that's the horse that takes you to hell, I would believe it. Exactly. People think that the airport could be like a portal to hell or something, or it's just has tunnels for like the world's elite to try to bunk there if there's the apocalypse. But then something about this horse that you should know, this is a fact, not at all like a rumor, urban legend. This is a fact. The artist died when a piece of the sculpture fell onto him. Oh, no. That's so so sad. The artist killed, I mean, the sculpture killed its own maker. So people think that there's like sinister vibes around this airport, which I can kind of see. And then there's really weird art inside of the airport, too, that people think like proves the end of the world or proves clues about the end of the world. Like Mm -hmm. this one. That's at the airport? Yes. There's like this weird soldier. I'll link the travel and leisure article. There's this like soldier spearing. Why would you want to see that when you're already stressed, like going through an airport? This is like a violent painting. I know. And the soldier is like spearing this dove. dove. And there's like people like sleeping on the ground that look like in horrible pain like it's this is a really creepy mural and this really is a hey airport. will you if you're listening will you let us know if you've been through the denver airport I'm and sure tell me have. how you felt about it uh at under our roof pod at gmail.com is how you can let us know thank you this is like just so surface level because you could spend hours on we could do a whole podcast episode on the denver airport but apparently a lot of well people- maybe we should if we ever get to go through there, we can like record some voice notes along the way and report back yeah, on what our fun. findings are. I have a conspiracy theory about Britney Spears. Okay. In the mid-2000s, there were whispers that Britney Spears was a government operative. Yes, really. The pop star's 2007 mental health crisis coincided with several important dates in George W. Bush's presidency, prompting rumors that his administration paid her to distract the media from his blunders by publicly acting out. According to Vice, for example, Britney announced her split from Kevin Federline the day before an important midterm election that had the the power to rock both the Bush administration and the Republican Party <laughs> as a whole. Just to pause for a moment, that that indicates that people would be so beside themselves from Britney announcing her split from Kevin Federline that likely voters would be so distracted with the news that KFED was done that they would forget to vote. You do have to suspend your disbelief for that one. A few months later, Bush announced the reformation of Al-Qaeda on the very same night that the troubled chart topper infamously shaved her head and attacked a paparazzi vehicle with an umbrella. Coincidence? Could it be? I will say, I don't remember Bush announcing that, but I do remember True. Britney's 2007. Although we were children, so I don't know that we would. Well, I was 17. You were? Mm -hmm. I guess I was only 16 because I'm much younger than you. Yeah, you are. Well, okay. That's still children, though. We're in high school. We're living in our parents' house. Living in our parents' house and also, like, living in our own worlds. Yes. Like, I don't... 16 or 17. At least I was very much in my own little world. I also feel like so much of my childhood was literally... George Bush on the TV being like, Al-Qaeda. The f- idea of there being in the news something about him being like, Al-Qaeda has reformed, I would literally not process that at all as a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would process Britney, so we're not really the target well, for we that. Were, we were really uh, traumatized by the news cycle. In Yeah, Brazil. we were in fifth grade for 9-11, which I feel like was 
honestly one of the most pivotal ages you could have been potentially around there because we clearly obviously remember fifth grade like I very clearly remember 9-11 happening and everything relating to that but you're also young enough that like you can't really process it so it seems like kind of normal yeah in a way you're just like well I guess this is what happens when I'm 10 years old yeah like weird you know what happens when you're 10 9-11 yeah like it just you just didn't know any different. It was such like a became such a part of the fabric of our lives that the touch, we the feel the the fabric. What? Why the do you keep saying that today? The fabric of our lives. Yeah, I don't know. I actually I do know why. Just looking at a pair of pants, mm-hmm. thought they were denim, found out they were cotton, threw me for a loop. Oh, not sure if I'm gonna get them anymore. What pants are they? Just a pair of pants that I saw on the internet. Thought would be cool for the Nashville show. Oh. So they're cotton. Touch the feel of cotton. The fabric of our lives. I see. Okay. They've gotten so many artists to sing that song yeah they have and i thought like i just had no idea that the that that cotton company isn't it just Mm -hmm. like buy cotton and they'll be like carrie underwood for cotton or something like they've got so much sway they get all these types of people to sing their cotton song i guess (laughs) (laughs) i feel like every time every like every time i turn on the tv like Mm -hmm. every season it's like camilla cabello for cotton and it'll be like the touch the feeling and they always (laughs) sing it people Mm. are always singing that song I feel like Ariana Grande's done it. I bet Taylor Swift has done it. Let's look it up. Taylor. Genuinely look up who is. Can you actually look that up? Who's saying the cotton song? (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. Look up the the touch the feel. The touch the feel. (laughs) Okay. The fabric of our lives. Is that King Princess? What? No, 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 no. It's not. This is a video from 1992. (laughs) I was going to be like, if King Princess has done the cotton (laughs) song, I will lose my mind. Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel, Miranda Lambert, Aaron Neville. Who's that? I have no idea. But that has to do with one of my conspiracies. What? Neville. Oh, Neville Longbottom or something? No. Cotton you, still you can't the fabric imagine. of our li- Let me go to like you see all the people that have done the song. Look up the cotton song. <laughs> the cotton song. <laughs> it's called the fabric of our the fabric lives, of the f- not the cotton song. <laughs> yeah, but it's so synonymous okay. with the with the, the cotton company. Fabric of, of our, our lives. lives. Yes. Remix. <laughs> this is yeah. the second option. Okay, so this so is we, the <laughs> literal ghost child who you thought was King Princess. Okay, but play it. I want to hear it. Okay. Turn the volume up. Turn it up. Okay, so there was this one from 1992, and then there's Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, that was the hit one. I remember that. That was when she was on New Girl. That was such mm. a good get. Is that Hayden Panettiere? It looks like Put it, it on. Is that... Who is that? Okay, sorry. There's so many people that have sang this song. This is 2012. 2012, Hayden Panettiere. Is it? For Cotton. Slightly looks like her Singing the, the Cotton song. <laughs> it is! It's Hayden! Wow. wow and that was like okay, during the back. height of nashville the yeah show they, that was i'm telling you they got the biggest stars who's jasmine jasmine sullivan 
Oh my god, play it. I don't know. First her. of all, how do you not know Jasmine Sullivan? I don't know. Dreams are allowed just like me. Let's you. go. Dreams can be real if you let This is the best one. Does she give us a verse? Okay, so she she has a whole verse. Okay, this is long. Do you want to yeah. listen to the whole thing? No, we don't have to listen to the whole thing. I mean, all we all, with the cotton song, you just want with the cotton song, you just want the hook. With the cotton song, yeah. When you're listening to the cotton song. Okay. Kobe Calais did it. Wow. Every I'm telling you, everyone has done it. Leona Lewis, do wow. it. Play her cotton okay, song. Okay. Why they should bring this back? Remember this one? Yes, that's the best one. Okay, I take it back. I think this is how I would rate what we heard, and we obviously know Zoe Deschanel's one, but like, I think it would go Leona Lewis, then Jasmine Sullivan, then Hayden Panettiere, then the original Ghost Child slash King Princess. <laughs> I don't know how we got talking about that, but. I guess I should share my next conspiracy theory. Sure. When you said Neville, I said it was I, because 9/11 was the fabric of our childhood that oh. we got to the touch the feel of God. But how did we even start talking lives? about 9/11? Cuz I can <laughs> I promise no you 9/11 was an inside <laughs> job was not one of my conspiracy These theories. These are supposed to be harmless. These are supposed to be light and fluffy. Light-hearted. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we were—we literally had one job. <laughs> it was like lighthearted conspiracy theories. Although we only dipped very briefly into 9-11 and then we very quickly <laughs> stop saying went it. to... We've stopped. Stop it. But then so quickly it's we bounced much. to the touch, the feel, the fabric of our That's lives. That's true. And if there could be ever a better description of what you can expect from this podcast <laughs> is how quickly, how seamlessly we went from 9-11 to the touch, the feel of cotton. <laughs> the cotton the song. The fabric of our lives. I'm just so proud of how we've grown. You know, Is there's that just growth? no it's no it's not. It's okay. absolutely stagnation, but there's no other podcast that has just been so stuck in the same way that we have been for about two years of okay. the joy and the fabric of our lives that is this podcast but yeah can i talk about my next conspiracy yes. which as you heard i said has something to do with neville okay are you ready mm -hmm. here's a conspiracy theory that i've never heard before queen elizabeth the first not the one who just died but the original one from old timey times mm -hmm. she was really a man as in Queen Elizabeth was trans? No. I wouldn't have said it that way if that was the case. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay. So I will explain. Elizabeth was alive back in like the times when there was the plague and various things. And apparently she died um, when her father was away, Henry VIII. You know, she ended up being like the sole heir to the throne. That's why she was a woman queen and obviously would have gone to a man 
if there had been one in the succession ahead of her or even not ahead of her. Like she would have been behind any men in the line, but she was the end of the line essentially. Back when she was like around the age of 10, like a kid, she actually died, which obviously people all the time like died of diseases that are now preventable and stuff. The people who were keeping her while her father, Henry VIII, was away, they totally freaked out because Henry VIII was coming to see his daughter, who he did not see very often, to be fair. So, I mean, he could have... Basically, so the the last of her line, Elizabeth I, dies unexpectedly, and she is replaced with a little boy because there was what? because they could dress him up as her. Why couldn't they just dress up a girl as Because her? they were in a small town called Bisley. I'm looking at it right here. And there are no young There were girls no girls around the age of 10, but they found How a boy. How do people know that? They noticed Elizabeth's good friend Neville had the same color. Neville? Yes, that's where Neville They're comes Just in. a one-name guy? I don't know. No, apparently he's a farm boy. I don't think people had last names back then, maybe. What? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay, so just hear me out. Basically, the yes, idea is you that out. as a kid, Elizabeth died and was replaced with Neville and just rogue Neville. Her friend who's a farm boy. Right, her friend, farm boy Neville. Okay, let me, can I just say yeah, okay, the theory? Okay. This is why she did not ever marry, because obviously if she had, then whoever she married would have figured out that this was a boy. What? And she only, she refused to ever be seen without her thick makeup. So it says the ruse continued. Eventually, Henry VIII and Mary died and Neville took the throne as queen, a reign that continued for 44 years. <laughs> Neville. During his slash her reign, no one was allowed to see Queen Elizabeth Neville with, <laughs> without the wigs and heavy makeup she always donned. That was so many royals at that she time. Her highness dresses were known to be lavishly large and have high necklines. She only allowed a select few physicians to examine her and would wait for weeks at a time rather than let physicians in closer physical proximity give her a checkup. Yeah, Perhaps same. most famously, she was known as the Virgin Queen, refusing to marry. Right before she died, she was very adamant that no one give her an autopsy. Anyway. She probably just had some body insecurity. Well, this is... Who can relate? <laughs> This is the conspiracy. So there you go. I agree it's not super convincing, but it's interesting. What else you got? So my last one, let me start off by asking you something. Did you hear that Disney, the original Walt Disney, was cryogenically frozen in case he was able to be? Yes. Yeah. Do you know if that's true? Um, I think it's a rumor. It is not true. Not true. I literally always thought it was true. Did not know that that was totally urban legend, not true at all. Apparently, he was definitely cremated and it's just made up that he was cryogenically frozen but that's not actually a conspiracy theory so the conspiracy theory is that disney decided to name frozen the 2013 movie frozen mm -hmm. in order to distract from the fact that disney was cryogenically frozen or perhaps he's not but they don't like the association because it's sort of like kind of viewed oddly i guess like not a lot of people do that if any i don't even know if you can do that people have said that he maybe was or wasn't cryogenically frozen and disney the company wanted to divert attention away from that so they called their movie frozen because then search terms and stuff would totally bury the cryogenically frozen. oh so if you search like disney frozen yeah then like it'll only come up with stuff about the movie 
I don't know. I think that's true, but I bet you that there was some sort of PR conversation or like an internal conversation about that. Yeah, I guess that's true. Although I remember my parents telling me that. I swear. Uh, my No, about Frozen and... About the- him being Frozen oh. when I was a kid. I guess, okay, here's what I'm trying to say. I'm not making the most sense. I feel like... The whole, like, Disney was cryogenically frozen. He wants to come back to life eventually. My parents, I swear, I remember my parents saying that, that they, like, had heard that. And I thought that was, like, really weird. That was when I was a little kid. So the idea that this rumor would, in 2013, be, like, the focus of, like, we have to invent a movie. I guess the theory isn't that necessarily the movie was, like, invented Mm -hmm. to be called Frozen, um, because it's kind of based on, like, The Ice Queen by Hans Christian Andersen. Loosely, I think very, very loosely They love Hans Christian Andersen. They really do. They love not telling his stories, but being like, we love this character. Oh, like, his He, like, character. comes up okay. with characters, and they're like, we love it. We're yeah. gonna change everything else, though. Yeah, very true. I feel like it's not the most interesting conspiracy theory, but it kind of just made me laugh because... I don't know. It's just kind of silly. The focus would be on like hacking SEO mm-hmm. to try to make it so that people weren't looking up whether Disney was cryogenically frozen. But also, if you were really that curious, you could so easily type in cryogenically frozen, which I'm sure would still bring yeah. up. It's an interesting connection, but I think it's likely just a fortunate coincidence for the Disney brand. But I legitimately never knew that he wasn't cryogenically frozen. I thought that was just like a fact. I did think that growing up, it was way more common for rich people to be uh, cryogenically frozen. Me too. I feel like I heard about that a lot, or I saw it represented in movies and media as an option. As like, oh, I probably won't be able to be cryogenically frozen. And to be clear, I don't have any desire to like come back. No, why would you? Kind of no matter what your beliefs are about like the afterlife or anything, I feel like most people don't believe that if you freeze your body that it could ever come back just thought thought well, no out. that's not what people i think the theory behind cryogenic freezing is that like let's say you have like a like little chicken brain cancer or something if in the future brain cancer is eliminated there's a perfect cure and it can be totally removed then they could do that to your body and then bring you back or just the idea that like maybe in the future we will gain the ability to re-enliven a body animate yeah and so in case that technology becomes available in the future, they want to be frozen just in case. But I feel like whether you believe in like going to heaven or a rebirth, like um, reincarnation or any kind of like afterlife, or even if you don't, I just don't think that most people's belief, spiritual or otherwise, you think that that's even possible. Because I think even people who don't have any kind of religious or spiritual belief I think they still think that there's like something animating us that's more than just like our body functioning. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like there's even some... if it's the intangible like consciousness or yes, something like that. That yeah. like that is not just like frozen in your body. Like that, that is... you can just yeah, put it in a freezer and then yeah. pop it out, put it in the microwave for twenty minutes. Well, or I don't think anyone thinks that that's how you would do it, but just like I, I hope think not. anyway cryogenically freezing sounds very strange to me now i can understand banking like your tissue or blood or something Mm -hmm. to help people in the future totally that's different but like the idea of you coming back to life is too weird i think i would not like that i would only want to clone myself in the case of this and only this 
Hmm. When I am in Nashville, Carly <laughs> Rae Jepsen is coming to LA for a concert. And I do wish I could clone myself or double my consciousness and implant it into somebody else so I could do the show in Nashville. Tickets available now at somewheremusic.com. <laughs> and also see Carly Rae Jepsen sing to me the song, Your Type. Oh, I know she's going to sing it. I know she's going to sing it. It's a fan favorite. It's starred on Apple Music and on Spotify. It is a fan favorite, and I'm going to miss it. And it is what I think to be a perfect song. Your you, Type by Carly Rae Jepsen. You love that song. I love that song, too, but I have other favorites by Carly. Yes. Okay, I think that's all our, our conspiracy theories. That is. This has been our first and maybe last, depending on feedback. Harm- Wait, what is it? Harmlessly High? What, what did we call it? What was we the didn't, segment? I don't think we had a Harmless segment. High. Oh, conspira- I said Over Our Roof. Oh, it's Over Our Roof. <laughs> Harmless and High Conspiracy Theories. Harmless Conspiracy Theories While High. There you go. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Under Our Roof. Uh, our apologies to the Chuck E. Cheese Corporation <laughs> and all of Showbiz Pizza. And we <laughs> Showbiz Pizza? <laughs> I think that's like what it's the un- under the umbrella. It's like Showbiz Pizza. What? Which again goes to my theory about maybe they are funding LGBT teenagers to go on dates there. I have no idea. Anyway. Well, I've never heard the term Showbiz Pizza in my life. It's the only type of pizza to have. What? We okay. live in Hollywood. Showbiz, baby. I think we should. Showbiz pizza. Up. Okay. Hope you're having a wonderful day wherever we'll you are. See you next time on another episode of, of Under Over Our, our roof. roof. Bye.